that kind of drives my anal nature a little wacky. I don't like my hands to be sticky when I'm sculpting. Because then my tools get <laughs> I'm going to mash that up as a soundbite at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Use the word anal and sticky hands. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Todd. Hey, Stu. Long time. How are you? I'm doing great. All things considered, life is good. Weather's been good. We haven't had much snow. It's, it's sunny. It's raining here at the moment. It's cold and it's raining. We had snow like a week ago. So this is our first podcast this year. Yay! And indeed, the, the first one for quite a while because it's been rather busy. <laughs> it has. Uh, and uh, I have neglected my uh efforts on our blog posts and that's that's pretty bad so i'm apologizing now i hope i remember how to do it miss that i'm sure we'll be fine i don't don't it's just one of those things i don't need to be wearing pants do i nobody no no all right good i think that's fine this isn't a video thankfully all Um, right and i want to get emails then we're okay asking for for counseling So, I mean, last year, for me, last year started on like January the 4th and it finished at the end of November and then it just didn't stop the whole way. It's been one big roller coaster. The last half of last year was um, season five of Game of Thrones, which I'm going to put a link to. There's a little documentary on, on YouTube that HBO made of a one day. I think it's called A Day on Game of Thrones season five or A Day in the Life, I think it's called. Featuring you. It's just got loads of things. I've had emails, people say, oh, where are you, where are you? And I'm like, I was in the bloody workshop. I was making stuff that day. And then the, the thing is, we we had some crew photos taken. And of course, where was I when the crew photos were taken? I was in Belfast. So I kind of missed it. So it's almost like I didn't work on it because every time any any evidence was recorded, it's, it's Well, you know you were there. They know you were there. Like for months. And it was good. It was very, very cool. I'm really looking forward to this season. I think mean, there's some really nice big set pieces in it. So... Obviously, I can't discuss any of it because right. HBO would come kill me and the non-disclosure agreements. Well, I quite still think they need a token that. American on the group. What have you been um, up to? I do not want to have a repeat of 2014, even though much of it was really good. It was just too much, and I'm I'm ready for a a new a new start, a new beginning. Um, work-wise, you know, I'm teaching a lot still. Uh, four classes this quarter, which is really keeping me on my toes. And it's midterm right now, so I have a weekend full of grading exams and term papers and video projects. They haven't got a comfort zone yet to get outside of, so they're still trying to figure a lot of this stuff out. On the theater side, things are going really well. I'm getting ready to start a production of Young Frankenstein uh, with a... The actor playing the monster who is quite large and getting to do his life cast, probably doing it a week from today. And uh, several productions of Shrek that are renting some of the pieces that I have built for a previous production of Shrek. So that's keeping me busy. And just learning some new stuff and coming up with some ideas for some things that you and I will be able to to do down the pike to Fantastic. get back in, in, the, in the zone 
Well, I finally took the, the plunge and, and bought ZBrush. Oh, nice. So I'm going to be learning that. <laughs> he says in his spare time. <laughs> I, the, the words just don't sound right coming out of my mouth. Oh, it's I started such a, a movie such cool on Tuesday, software. so yeah, there's no way I'm going to have any free time. It's been um, on my they, list of stuff to learn for ages. Well, I finally took the plunge and bought it, and I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit every week and just get my teeth sunk into that because I'm very very excited about how that stuff looks. Oh, you'll just, have to share your your knowledge with me, so maybe maybe that can be a blog at some point. One of the things is I, I realized I didn't do a lot of blogging last year, mainly because of the time. But I also realized that I can't really write about something unless I'm doing it. I, I find it very difficult to do. So what I didn't do last year was, was make something and take photos and discuss it because there wasn't any time to do that. So I'm making a point of making myself do that. And how I'm going to do that is by doing um, some makeups for the trade shows. We've got two trade shows. Neil's going to nice. a trade show as well, the prosthetics event. I don't know if I'll have time to do all three because I think that may coincide with when I'm in the States. But um, the two that I'm going to do stuff for for sure is the UMAE, the United Kingdom, uh -huh. United Makeup Artist Expo, which is on April 11th and 12th. And then there's, of course, IMATS in London, which is on July 10th to 12th. So that gives me a bit more time to do a different thing. But um, I've done my live cast, which is well that is that for the umae one i see yeah yeah so that'll be well i'm thinking because i'm going to get lenses and teeth done i'm thinking i might do several characters on the same person and then use like upper set of teeth with one makeup lower with another and then both for something else so maybe try and get a bit of mileage out of those teeth maybe do a paint job or something so yeah start with some teeth that are not too far gone and then paint them up with dental enamels to try and you know mix it up a bit yeah have you scan are you gonna try to scan that life cast into zbrush and then maybe use zbrush to help design some of it that would be an interesting or is that thing a little to do too ambitious for coming up for me no coming up probably at the moment yeah for me at the moment because i'm still a complete uh, clusterfuck when it comes to that sort of thing <laughs> but that's that's precisely why i made the point of going out to buy it and learn how to do it because i i, I need to know it would be like, you know, ooh, my voice broke there. It would be like just, I don't know, like if you had a, a resume to write out, you wouldn't write it out by hand all the time. You'd, you'd type it up because it's editable and shareable and you can make modifications and save versions of it. And that's kind of what I want to be able to do with things I sculpt. So it's not entirely, it's not going to replace everything for me just yet, but I'm just thinking maybe in 10 years it would be nice if I knew how to do it so that when printers were good enough, I'm ready to go. You know, Sure, so. then you just print a piece and pop it off yeah you still got to know how to how to sculpt you still got to know form and shape so you know it's just a, a different way of doing things i don't i don't think they have to be mutually exclusive so um yeah so the 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 live cast over there you can see in the corner that is yeah, uh my looking good emma who's very kindly uh agreed to be my model and um she's very young looking very tight skin very very neat and i'm just gonna mess her up and it's gonna make her look considerably different um I'm thinking something along the lines of over here, I'd say Jeremy Kyle. I think Jeremy Kyle may have come to the States, but if you imagine like a kind of um, Jerry Springer kind of show where you just got, you know, oh, uh, yeah. society's, society's uh, uh, less successful yeah. type. Uncle Daddy. That, Uncle Daddy's been abusing it. me again. That kind of thing. So some, 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 someone that's just really not looked after themselves and just everything's kind of like, but not not so much that it doesn't look believable. I want it right. to look like 
when she's wandering around the show, people are going to want to see her ticket because she doesn't look like she should be there. Kind of thing. So that'll be fun. Exactly. Try and do that. Those are some of the interesting makeups where it's not so outlandish that, oh yeah, that's probably, probably a, a prosthetic makeup that you really have that's to kind of what I'm after, twice, you know? that it's something that's subtle, just enough of a difference that people could, could pass by, you know, along the lines of what, what, um, the espionage people do where you don't do something big and how you can transform somebody quite completely, uh, with nothing more than a nose and maybe a little, little bit of change to the hair and make them unrecognizable to their friends. Say, well, there's something mm-hmm. familiar about that person, but that's that's not my friend. Mm. Yeah, it's just figuring out. I think that's the thing. It's that economy of of effort to try and change the right things, the right amount. So it's not a huge amount of change necessarily, but it's the mm-hmm. right kind of change. I think it's quite difficult to do well. And of course, the the people that go to these trade shows, you know, you're going to get seen. Your work gets seen by people who are. People I grew up reading about and reading in magazines like Gorzone and stuff. So it's going to be kind of terrifying. Agreed. Well, there that. are only so many variations of of zombie makeup and demons with horns coming out of every available bit of of open skin. There ain't nothing wrong with the creature. I love all that. But I just don't want to be another, like you say, another creature because I want to do something a bit more subtle that's going to be a bit more challenging and uh hopefully if i don't screw it up something that's a bit more sort of um uh peer appreciated you know what i mean so it'll be a sure. little bit more uh kind of uh, i don't know a bit of fun yeah we use this um i've used this new silicon from ps composites yeah go cuts which is very nice i had some old life form as well which i was going out of date so i, I backed it up with that um and they start together beautifully and it was it was really nice so i've got this really nice silicon mold um which seems mad because I've got a plaster out and I'm cleaning it up to make another mold, but I want this one to be perfect. And once this is done, um, yeah, I'm going to start sculpting. I'm really looking forward to, to sculpting. You know, this is the bit I hate with the molding because it's, it's kind of interrupted with work because I started on a movie on Tuesday. So it's kind of messed my week up. Yeah. But once I've got the core made, I can kind of sculpt for an hour and then leave it, but you can't really make a whole silicon mold in and out you know what i mean you, you need a clear day to get it done yeah so you can get up with it so uh, i've done the back half in, in glass i just need to make the front now which is a bit more of a, a job but it will be good i can't wait so, to see it wait it should be good i'm, I'm yeah, looking forward what to i can it. see what i can see over your shoulder right now looks looks great i'm just gonna a, a quick thank you as well to the people that helped me out with this so emma who's gonna be my model for the life cut you know she she sat very patiently for a head cast and we did it in silicone and David Brown and uh, Julia Plant who helped me out because they were fantastic. You know, it's, it's really nice to have to work with people that you work with before who know how to do the bit they're going to do well. And Absolutely. We just really quick. And it was fantastic. Um, David actually came in one of my workshops a few years back and we kind of keep bumping into each other on and off on jobs. And then he was with me in Spain and stuff on Game of Thrones and we did a lot of stuff together. It was really, really cool so to get him to help me with this life cast was nice yeah and i used a new silicon for it which i haven't used before now are you um, going to clean was... that up and remold that as a, a hollow epoxy core or uh polyester i'm probably going to use a polyester i'm thinking what i'm going to do my plaster head is over there i'm going to clean that up 
Uh, I'm going to master mold it in silicone so I can, you know, churn out a few different heads. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to try maybe doing a complete, just a fiberglass, just because it's simple and mm-hmm. quick. I can do a fiberglass head and then I'm going to get my pieces from that. And I may even try the fiberglass mold. I may be bold and just go for it and, and just release the hell out of it and try and get my pieces out of that because that way then it's a much quicker mold to make. Um, yeah. Rather than habitually using silicon with a jacket, maybe actually try and, and do it a little cheaper with fiberglass. Yeah, I haven't done I know fiberglass works, for a while. I've kind of switched over to to some of the newer epoxies that we've got over here. One, just because the ventilation needed for polyester is is a little bit of a challenge. I've got a I've got a good fan, but still. I don't like to have to wear a respirator when I'm working in with the epoxies. Yeah. You know, that's good, but they're, they're a little, a little pricier than polyester. So yeah, I may, I may go back and forth and try it. You guys have the benefit, I think in the, in the UK of having, um, what considerably better polyester resins than we are known for here in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the resins we have here are good. You guys have very good stones though. Yeah. Uh, considerably better um, gypsum fields with the better quality stones. Ultra Canal 30. We don't have that here, really. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows if there's any Ultra Canal 30 supplies in England, please let me know because that would be kind of nice. Although you will need, you know, a lot of people to carry a stone mold that's solid plaster. <laughs> yeah, they get a little pricey. I've started doing, I've found that um, some of the, the the epoxy dough, the syntactic dough, I've I've been using uh, Smoothon's Freeform Air, which is really, well, is that the one that's really lightweight? It's very lightweight. It's like working with Play-Doh. It's a one to one A B mixture. Uh, has a twenty four hour cure, which I hope they can come up with something that's maybe half that time, you know, to to reach full strength, but. It bonds well with UltraCal. So if I'm doing a, a mold where that I want to do a slush latex mask, uh-huh. I can do, you know, maybe quarter of an inch or so of UltraCal in the mold and then back it with the freeform air with the, the epoxy dough bonds nicely the mold weighs nothing and there's enough gypsum in it to absorb the water from the latex when i'm making the mask and it it's it's a beautiful way of doing doing a, a stone mold for for rubber masks i've never done that it's a brilliant idea it work it works beautifully i've had i've had uh-huh. no adhesion problems with the ultra cal and the and the epoxy at all they just chemically bond yeah right. yeah they they bond fine and very strong. Uh, it's the way I did the helmets for for Spamalot, um, for Shrek. I've been doing a, a bunch of mask stuff that way, and it's it's lovely. Yeah, so I got my plaster head. Uh, that that's kind of hollow, but it's you know I'm going to clean it up, pull that in silicon, and then I'm going to make probably a fiberglass one just because it's it's quick and lightweight. Yeah, like I said, a sting like bilio, so you do need good extraction for that, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, you know, uh, uh, it makes it difficult, I think, for a lot of people to use at home. So that's probably why your your uh, your stone and epoxy idea is a really really neat one. You gonna leave the ears really on her? Huh? You gonna leave the ears on her? You gonna cut the ears off? Uh, the ears are gonna be separate. What I'm gonna do on this head is I'm gonna paint this up plastiline colored with acrylic paints mm. and then sculpt on top of that. Uh, you know, alcoat it to right. to release the sculpt. Sculpt it all as one, so I know 
that it looks right as a final entity. And then I'm going to break it down into whichever pieces. I'm not quite sure how extensive. It's going to be quite a lot of rubber on a face. It's going to be, you know, most of the face is going to be covered on this one. So it will be a big piece, but uh, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work. She's got a small nose. So I'm very pleased to uh, to be able to cut that up and make that. Have you got uh, drawings uh, of what you're going to do? Make no, not at all. I'm still, I'm still collating um, pictures. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I've got a folder with a lot of interesting pictures of people that don't look after themselves. So there's lots of yellowed teeth, yellow <laughs> Mostly eyes. from the American South. <laughs> I don't know where they're from. They're just, they're just not looking after themselves, man. It's pretty sad. So uh, there's a bit of that going on, um, which is pretty disgusting. But I'm going to get some teeth made. So I want, again, I want, I want teeth that are kind of clearly gross, clearly unkempt, but not so big that they look, you know, like someone's wearing a set of dentures, you know. Right. Maybe push out the top, the top set of teeth so that the lip is forward so a slight overbite again just to change her face because she's very smooth looking and it, those kinds of alterations are going to be quite significant on oh face, yeah yeah hey, when so you I'm paint when you paint it to look plastiline color what kind of paint do you use i've been using just acrylic paint just like liquitex acrylic paint does it soak in nicely and not not flavored chip? Yeah. no so long as i think you want the, the plaster to be a little damp not completely bone dry Otherwise, it kind of sucks the water out of the, right. the paint too quickly. But, yeah, what I've been doing, um, yeah, it's just paint it. I mean, it was it was mainly working at Barry's on Game of Thrones uh, Season 4. Where that I, I'd heard, I think it was um, a Stan Winston character arts video where they were talking about painting the plaster. Yeah, I've seen it done, color. but I haven't tried it yet myself. Yeah, it makes such a difference. And everyone was painting because we use this gray plastic a lot over here, which right. is from France. It's really nice stuff. And so you mix up a nice gray color, paint it on. And I thought, oh, the water's not going to get through to reactivate the, the alcote or the uh, Scopas parting agent, which is the type we have over here. And uh, it, it works. It works beautifully. It, really nice. And it's just nice because it just means when you, you've got an entire head and you want to sculpt maybe a chin and a forehead, the whole thing just looks gray. So when you're sort of sending, you know, progress shots to clients, they have a, a better idea of what it looks like as a single thing because obviously if you have gray or red plastiline on a white plaster cast it can be difficult for them to understand what it is they're looking at why is it not the same color it's not going to be gray on his face is it that kind of thing so by painting it gray at least it looks like one thing so when you take a photograph it looks more like you know a face that has those modifications on it so that works really well and then yeah you let that dry paint your release over the top and then sculpt and then just soak it for a few hours or overnight, preferably, and boom, it just slides right off. It's fantastic. I'll have to come up with a, a monster clay color because I'm 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 quite fine. So I know some people don't like working with monster clay; they have a tough time getting it to stick to plaster, which I haven't had that problem. But maybe maybe the painting of the cast will alleviate some of those concerns because i think yeah, monster I think clay that, is quite helps. nice to work with it is you know I, I, i've got two five pound boxes of it and I, I i do quite like it it is just that what's happened i found is i've 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 taken it with me on classes i've taught and then i've got some soft stuff and i've got some monster clay and i've just found that more of the students are having a hard time with the monster clay than with the other stuff and i think it's probably because monster clay cools to a much harder finish, which if you've got it on your, you know, your plaster head pretty quick, it's yeah. quite nice to 
like reducing like I do. I like to carve. I like to put too much on and carve back. Right. Some people like to build up. And I think if you're used to carving back, it's fine. But if you're trying to build up gradually, you just need a bit more finger strength to be able to. It does have you know, a learning curve. And I've noticed that, you know, the arthritis that I have in, in both thumbs now gets exacerbated if I'm pushing around the monster clay and it's a little bit too firm. But if mm-hmm. you keep it, uh, keep it under a heat lamp or in a, in a container that it is light, slightly warm, it's got such a low melt temperature that you can, you can liquefy it very easily, which you have to watch out for. But you can cool it off quickly with you know an upside-down can of air. But I like that it doesn't doesn't really stick to my tools or to my fingers yes. when I'm working. It's it's a silky feel, yeah, absolutely. And, and clean up is is a piece of cake. It sticks to itself and 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 not your but tools. not to other stuff. Yeah, nice. yeah. No, it is. I, I I do like it, and I might I might sculpt one of the makeups in it. I might start with a smaller one, just to kind of get my hand back in. But I do remember the what was nice about it being harder was you could kind of carve your detail in roughly, and then you could be quite quite bold with a brush and really knock it back and you get a very organic feel yeah, well, to it because it, well, the, it's so, it, it resists the brush marks. Well, the so beast, the beast makeup that um, you sculpted for me on the last Beauty and the Beast production that I did, that was a monster clay and, and that just turned out so nice. I'm wondering if it's because it's warmer maybe there. <laughs> I wonder when, it, when it's cold, maybe like over here where it's colder more of the year. I don't know if that's true. I haven't looked at it. That's one of the things, though, that I do weather. like about Monster Clay also is, one, it's it's got such a low melt temperature, so you can soften it easily. But when it's firm, you can really get sharp detail yes. carved into it, which I think is a little more difficult even with, with um, NSP hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't used a huge amount of the Chavons. I mean, I've used the Le Touche stuff, which some people hate, and I didn't used to like it. Yeah. But it's once you get used to it, it's, it's nice for building things up quickly. I started out using that, and it's it's still, you know, I think fondly of it, but I, I haven't used it for a while. It does get sticky when it gets soft, and that that kind of drives my anal nature a little a little a little wacky. I don't, it's it sticks to, I don't like my hands to be sticky when I'm sculpting because then my tools get sticky. I'm going to mash that up as a soundbite at the beginning of the podcast. Use the word anal and sticky hands. <laughs> we'll put up, put up some kind of NCC warning. Parental advisory lyric. Yeah, all those kinds of different clays. Um, what's uh, I will put links up for the for for monster clay and for this gray stuff. Just people have asked me a lot what kind of clay I use. And uh, have you this... used any of the the sculpting waxes like Adam Bean's um, CX five or the CX six? No, or, I haven't. Castelline. Yeah, I would no. love to try that. It's I know it's I know it's rather pricey for um, the amount that you get. But boy, once it's it's carved and and firm, it's almost like stone. That you is it really expensive? Is that is that why he sculpts miniature heads? Because it's so I think expensive. so. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty expensive. But the detail you can get in it is amazing. But then I mean, you, can, you can burn. I mean, you can use a Dremel to to carve stuff with it. Yeah, I've seen Adam Bean stuff. I mean, it's, it's quite breathtaking how good he is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah, the whole thing. And I had an email from someone who was doing something. They wanted to do like a kind of a hybrid ape makeup. 
And I kind of thought, oh, God, that's been done so many times. It's a very well-trodden path. Not that there's anything wrong with the, that makeup. I just thought as a as a thing, you've got quite a lot to live up to because, you know, images of Rick Baker stuff flashes through sure. your head. It's all quite tough. And she was asking about reference. And it occurred to me when I answered her email that um, a good way to come up with a look or just to kind of figure out how you can maybe start would be to take a photograph of or find a good photo a clear photo of, a, of, a, of an ape that you like the look of and then find a you know get your model and get them to have the head at the same angle mm-hmm. and take a photograph of that and then get a morphing app or a morphing program which you can get for free and morph them and try and the one I, I found a couple and one has like a slider so you can actually slide between the two images and it will make sort of 200 you know images in between and select the image that you like in between and then save that image and then you've got a kind of a hybrid image which may not be perfect but it gives you something halfway between the two without any skill or effort all you have to do is provide two images and it's just nice to kind of it might get you going and you know it might might start the design process and i thought that was quite a neat little trick for especially for people like me who are useless with design i'm not very good at coming up with creature looks if someone gives me a picture i'll be able to sculpt and make it work but coming up with original ideas i thought that might be quite a nice thing just to share you know just to try that out so i downloaded a few apps and tried them and they were quite nice what's the one that you like that you're using the most the one i've got that i'm using is i've got there's one called uh face morph there's another one called multi-face blender and there's another one called mixo m-i-x-o so give them a try i recommend them um these are i've got a samsung phone so this was on the google play but i'm sure there is something very similar or the same for iPhone as well. So have a look at those. But that just seemed like a really neat idea. If you take a picture of something you know you're kind of going for and mm-hmm. you've got your model in roughly the same angle and then just morph between the two and then just see what happens. You know, look at the different angles. And it might sort of give you some clues as to where to go and it, it at least give you something to start sketching out, you know, just to rough out the shapes because it does that kind of weird photographic thing between the two. So it's not really yeah, structured. Excellent itself. advice. But it's a really nice way to kind of maybe start you off. So I'm going to try that with some pictures of Emma. I'm going to try and get some, um, you know, some really nice. I'll, I'll choose three or four images of, you know, the uh, decrepit faces that I like these poor people. Yeah. Who I'm going to find on Google and then try and get Emma in the same angle and then try and morph between them and just see what her face looks halfway between the two. You're going to try to stay with the same body shape, or are you thinking going overweight? Um, to be honest i probably should do some kind of costume padding or something uh i haven't thought that far ahead because i'm focusing all on the makeup but it not, might not be a bad idea i was thinking about costumey things that may help like you get kind of baggy kind of uh you know sweatpants and like yeah. kind of stuff and staking them up and breaking them down and making it look a bit sort of research you know. the walmart photos okay <laughs> <laughs> I know Just what you another mean. Day at Walmart. Yeah, I uh, I will I will do that. <laughs> it's quite unique, isn't it? Is it is a different well, look? Yeah, Tom, it's you, not the you same. can't unsee something. So you know, <laughs> buyer beware. Uh, I'm going to get some teeth and some lenses made as well because that's not something um, I've ever done before. Something like this before, it'd be really nice to have control over it. Normally, when you oh, get lens teeth yeah. involved, it's it's for a show, and you don't necessarily get to call the shots. But for this, this is my makeup. I can do whatever I like. It's quite who scary. Gonna, who are you gonna have uh, do the lenses and the teeth? Teeth is gonna be Chris Lyons, uh huh, who's um 
been doing this stuff for a long time and he's very very good um so we use him a lot for shows and stuff so he's like our go-to guy and lenses i can't remember her name it's Gemma scott real eyes real eyes oh r-e-e-l yes the one uh yeah, yeah. so Gemma scott from real eyes is uh, my contact with the lenses um if you pardon the expression and we're going to have to take emma in for a for a, for a, a you know a fitting and get her eyes checked and everything and they're going to do all that and we've got to do the same for her teeth and get her teeth cast there as well because I'm not I'm not doing anything myself. With no, the eyes I think and... everybody that that wants to have lenses and 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 go all out for a makeup they need to understand that we only get two eyeballs uh, you know even though our teeth are really strong and hard boy something happens to them and you realize how sensitive it is and that's something that definitely needs to be left to a professional yeah because it's it's it seems like an easy thing i mean i've I've taken cast of my own teeth um without incident so it seems logical that you could say well let's just do it but the trouble is if you have an actor in and you do that and you sort of find that you've pulled out you know a crown or something and they then can't shoot say they've been released for a few hours for a life cast and now they can't shoot for the rest of the day or until they get the teeth fixed so that holds yeah. up shooting that's a very expensive mistake you just made i doing contact lenses in an entirely different oh, yeah. area would even go down there and the thing is i think a lot of people can they'll find lenses you know online and stuff but that's just like opening up a whole world of hurt for you know, just better practice. Like you say, you got two eyes. You don't want to be messing with those. No. Nope. You know, how much, you know, I mean, Gemma's been doing this for years and, and they, they work on, you know, big movies with actors all the time. And you can just imagine, you know, the responsibility for, you know, a set of actors' eyeballs. You know, it's, it's quite a thing to be responsible for that. So you don't play with those things. <laughs> that rarely ends well. So my plan then is to basically this week is to knock this uh, thing up and I'm basically going to document things as I go um, and we'll be going over the, the, the emails we get. Please, if you have any technical questions, makeup effects questions, please do email us because although last year I largely didn't do much, this year is different. I'm going to be responding to emails. We promise to be more, more diligent. The email address is Stuart and Todd at gmail.com. So send us, send us your requests. Give us some feedback. Let us know what, what you'd still like to see or hear us do and talk about. So I've got to work pretty fast. Well, I'm going so to document gonna the documented. whole process of my, my new young Frankenstein on, on, on TJ. Uh, doc, going all through that process. And I got the article done, the tutorial, the, the tattoo tutorial all done and and off to to Neil and Lisa for the, the for the first one, so we can start talking about what we want to do for the second one. And I talked about because the the demo that I did, the tattoo that I did was you know a full face skull tattoo uh, inspired by Mike Mikash's work on American Horror Story. And I realized as I'm doing this because I've never done complicated curves where it's around the neck and up across the face and the nose and so on i was completely outside my comfort zone in doing this (laughs) 
Uh, but it definitely got me outside my comfort zone because I hadn't wow. ever done something with those kind of curves before. So I'm thinking for this makeup on Emma, I'm going to, um, Emma, by the way, I should point out, um, I met Emma on the last season of Game of Thrones. She was working in the workshop and, uh, that's why I thought she'd be game for this. If you pardon the expression. Yeah. Um, and she was, she was happy to be, I'm thinking of putting a tattoo on her neck. Well, here comes, here comes one right now. Oh, that would be cool. Perfect. You know, get a nice, nice redneck tattoo. I'm thinking of maybe like a, a, a like a piercing that's being torn out of her ear and is healed up, and it's slightly out of line. It just, just uh, the face tells a story sure, of just bad she's, choices. She's she's had a had a tough life. Yeah, just a whole series of bad choices all over her face. You know, <laughs> had to move out of the double wide into a single wide. <laughs> my double wide pants <laughs> for my double wide trailer. I bought this a center feed towel dispenser. I was noticing that. Yeah, boy. Nice. It's a nice thing. So I'm happy about that. Well, keep your fingers crossed that um, I I would really love to shoot for coming over to do IMATs in July and have us maybe do do another do a character makeup together. Well, if I've got Emma's lifecraft, if she's game, maybe we'll do something on her and uh, run some pieces and uh, and then have a little Q and A. It'd be really nice to do something for him. Maybe yeah, we'll have do that. And maybe I could keys. I could whip up a, a a whole batch of tattoos that we could could put on her. Mm-hmm. Then just have like the teeth and the tats and just yeah. yeah she she just she hair. just got out of prison. There you go. <laughs> That'd be nice. Just change her face a little bit, you know. Just give yeah. her a nose and just a brow, just something subtle. Yeah, get a nice orange just... jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> or the kind of clothes that someone chooses when they're not quite sure what people wear now because it's been that long. Yeah. These are the clo- these are the only clothes we could find. Good luck. Here's twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill anyone. Yeah, you know, pants that are eight inches too short. Orange is the new black. <laughs> but the the plan is basically to come back with more stuff regularly and post more regularly. So uh yeah, send us an email. Please let us know what you want to know, and we will get on it. We promise to get on it. It's fun. We like doing this. It's not that we don't like doing it. Absolutely. So we get it done. <laughs> well, I'm go- this. It, it, it's like riding a bicycle. All right, mate. We're back. Talk yeah. to you soon. Have a nice weekend. And you. Take care, mate. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.